welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. We continue on our topic, the success habits, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The Bible says Jesus had this custom. Every Sabbath day, he goes to the synagogue. And because of this custom, from a very early age, he was tutoring even teachers of the law because he was accustomed to going to God's house every Sabbath day. We said here that your habits make you. Your habits form your character, and your character determine your destiny. If you want to change your results, what you do daily matters. Successful people do daily what failures do occasionally. Your destiny, your future is stored up in your daily routine. If you while away your day, you are wiling away your life. So it's very, very critical that we take this very seriously. Your habits form you. When you have bad habits, they can ruin you. And the first habit we spoke about was meditation. And we said meditation is focused thinking. When you focus your thinking on God's word, it will produce faith in you. When you focus your thinking on the negatives, then you begin to produce fear. You'll be afraid. You have to learn to focus your thinking on the word of God. And of course, God spoke to Joshua that that's what he should do to be successful. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Another thing we spoke about was thanksgiving. That when you thank God, you refresh him. And when you refresh God, it refreshes you back in return. When we worship God, we minister to him. And when you minister to God, he also ministers back to you. We also spoke about setting goals. It's a habit we have to form. When you learn to set goals, you plan, follow through on those goals, you will see results. No goals is equal to no accomplishments. When you see a football team that's playing and there's no touchdown, there's no line to cross to touchdown, it's absurd. So when you don't have goals in life, you can't have accomplishments. It's my prayer you begin to have great goals, and by your great goals, you have great accomplishments in the mighty name of Jesus. The habit of learning to listen or hearing God, learning to listen to God or hearing God, is very, very critical. As students of God, God expects us to hear him. John chapter 10, verse 27, says, My sheep hear my voice. Said so they will not follow a strange voice, they hear my voice. So, one of the critical things that mark you out as a child of God is that you have the capacity to hear God. And when you begin to listen, when you begin to desire to hear God, you will hear Him. The Bible makes us to know that man is a tripartite being. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 is a spirit, he has a soul, his soul encompasses his will, his mind, his emotions, his intellect. He also dwells in a body. So man is three in one. There's a spirit in you. There's a spirit man in you. There's a soulish part of you, an intellectual part of you. There's a physical part of you. So you have the spiritual part of you. You have the mental part of you. You also have the physical part of you. So when we get born again, that spiritual part of us is revived. Because the Holy Spirit now comes to live in us. The Spirit of God now comes to dwell in our spirit. And that automatically makes us revived. The Bible said those who are not born again say they are dead while they are alive. Because they are dead spiritually. 
you know, God can't come through. They can't hear God in their states. But when you have the Spirit of God, there's a revival that comes on you because that Spirit now comes to live in your spirit and then you can begin to hear God and that spiritual part of you is awakened. You are still the same person, but the light of God goes on in your spirit, man, and then you begin to function the way God wants you to function. It's my prayer this year you function the way God wants you to function. In the mighty name of Jesus, you function not just in the natural, but you function supernaturally in Jesus' mighty name. Where you function just with your mental self, you are limited. And that's not the will of God. God wants you to see things beforehand. He wants to speak to you. He wants to show you the way. He wants to show you the next invention. He wants to give you solutions to challenges of people around you. He wants you to be above. Daniel was able to rule in Babylon because he was able to hear God. As a matter of fact, he was in government for about 60 years. They refused to let him go. He outlived four governments. They kept on telling, no, you can't go. Because he was operating not just the mental realm, he was operating the spiritual realm. It's my prayer something will happen to you this year that will make you to become extraordinary in Jesus' mighty name. So there's a great blessing in hearing God. There's a great blessing in being able to decipher, being able to design the voice of God. It is a big blessing. As a matter of fact, if you start hearing God clearly, your life just takes a turn for the better. And when you start hearing God, it makes Christianity real. You now know God, not just knowing about God. The Bible says some people, they deny the power because they just know about God. But when you start hearing God, you start knowing him. And that makes it real. It's my prayer God will be real to you in Jesus' mighty name. When you start hearing God, he actually bats faith in you. People doubt. People are anxious because they can't hear God. Abraham was able to do what he did because God spoke to him. He heard God tell him, look, go kill your son. And he walked for four days before he got to the Mount Moriah because he had God. The Bible says after he had God, he reckoned within himself that God was able to raise the boy up. Bible says in Genesis chapter 15 verse 5, I mean Genesis 15 6, that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. But before he believed God, God took him out to the firmament. He showed him the stars. He said, as numerous as the stars are, so shall your children be. Before he believed God, he saw something. He saw God show him the stars of the firmament. And God said, look, as the stars are, so shall your children be. So because he had God first and he was able to believe God. The Bible says, against all hope, he hoped again. Because he was riding on what he had. So you see, when you start hearing God, your doubt disappears. Your fears dissipate. Your fears are allayed. You believe God because you know what you've had. And that will be your portion, that will be your Lord from henceforth in the mighty name of Jesus. Second Kings chapter 6, 15 to 17. The king of Syria came with a whole army against Elisha. And when they woke up in the morning, Elisha's servant saw the host of the soldiers who came against his master to arrest him. And the guy was afraid. He said, Master, what do we do? Where do we run to? And in this problem, Elisha was unperturbed. He was unbothered. And they laughed. And they prayed one prayer. Said, Lord, open his eyes. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes. And the servant saw chariots of fire. You see, when you can hear God in your trouble, it's peace to your soul. In the midst of the challenge, you will hear God. So when we hear God, anxieties, doubts, and fear, they cease. 
we are too anxious because we can't see beyond the physical. It also leads to prosperity, true prosperity. Jacob's were in a dream. Outward, smart Laban. Laban was his father-in-law, and he was with Laban for 20 years, and 20 years, Laban ripped him off big time. And when he was about to leave, God showed him a dream. How to mate sheep versus sheep and produce a particular type of brand. It was in a dream he saw the idea. It was a divine secret that God released to him. It was a divine idea. And as he woke up and they worked the idea, that was instant miracle. So this thing we call prosperity, we think is a big deal. But when God chooses to prosper you, he will just show you a dream. And somebody is here hearing my voice. This year you will dream a dream. And God will show you in that dream what to do. And as you perform that deed, there will be instant rewards in Jesus' mighty name. Another benefit of hearing God is decision making. Life is all about choices. Who do I marry? Where do I live? Where do I walk? How many children do we want to have? It's all about choices and choices. And your choice determines your destiny. Some people make wrong choices with their married partners and they are suffering for it up till now. Because it was just a wrong choice. But if you can hear God, God tell you, this is your wife, this is your husband-to-be, this is where you are supposed to work, it makes you a success. God spoke to me, this is the woman you are going to marry. And now, I can't just ask God enough for her. I'm experiencing what you call marital bliss. I have somebody who can cool me down, who can tamper me and balance me and I have somebody that I respect, that she also respects me back. I have somebody I can share my innermost issues with. There are no issues, there are no wars in my marriage. Why? Because it was actually God's will that I married. So don't be led by beauty, by eloquence, by degrees. Be led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says, as well that I live, they are the sons of God. So when you can hear God, it makes life successful. You make more right decisions, and by making many more right decisions, you become a success. It's my prayer you become a success much more than you can fathom in Jesus' mighty name. You see, hearing God is also a sign of spiritual maturity. Very, very critical. Romans 8.14. Say for us, many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Those who are led are sons. Babes are not led. Babes are led by carnality, they are led by what they can see, they are led by their emotions, but it's a mark of spiritual maturity when you start hearing God. It means that you are stepping up. God doesn't waste his words. When God realizes you are not going to obey him, he will not come through. That's why many people don't hear God, because they are just disobedient. As a matter of fact, the only voice a disobedient person will hear is repent. God will warn those who are disobedient, and he warns people before exposing them big time. He will warn them. So some people have warnings in their dreams. So for a disobedient child, for somebody that is rebellious, the only voice of God you will hear are warnings. And if you don't take it to the warnings, it will stop talking to you. And then you face the consequences. Another benefit is that when you start hearing God, God's will is the best for you. Somehow people are afraid of the will of God. They feel, ah, just like Moses, when he saw God talk to him, he said, look, I can't go face Pharaoh. But let me tell you this. God's will is the best for you. It doesn't matter how nonsensical it can sound. It doesn't matter how 
troubling, how disturbing it can sound to you, it is the best way. Because you don't even know the next move. But you know the end from the beginning. In life, many of us don't even know what we want. So just because you are so limited, you need God to tell you what is good for you. You need God to tell you what is best for you. You need God to tell you this is the way work in it. And that will be your testimony from henceforth in Jesus' mighty name. So the benefits are enormous. Fear ceases to be. You have more faith in God, more confidence. It makes Christian life exciting. Now the big thing is this. How does God speak? Many of us know that our spirit man, that's where God lives in. And you see, when God is going to talk to you, many times he talks to you from the inside out. Most times we are looking to hear God from the outside. But the Bible says that anointing dwells in you. First John chapter 2, verse 27 said, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, so the teacher is in you. The Holy Spirit is in us. So we are led from the inside out, not from the outside in. That's why we have what you call the inner witness. It says in Romans chapter 8 verse 16, say, for as many as are led, they are the sons of God. So there's what you call divine leadings. There's what you call inner witness. There's what you call a prompting. Perceiving something. You will see Paul say, look, I perceived in my spirit. Because now, the Holy Spirit is in you, and by so much communion with him, by so much intimacy with him, you can sense him. You can decipher him. You can feel him. There's what you call spiritual intelligence. You know things in your spirit. Is a witness. At times, it's a voice. It's just something you just know within you. You just know this is the way I should go. At times, it comes in form of impression. Something impresses your mind to pray for that brother, pray for that sister. At times, it's a burden that you carry. At times, it's a feeling that won't just go away. And that feeling doesn't originate from your emotions. It originates from your core, from your spirit. There's a difference. It's not from your mind. It's from your spirit. So you see, when God starts exposing you to the word of God, you begin to divide between the mind and the spirit. Those who hear God, they can tell when God is talking to them vis-a-vis when their mind is talking to them. In other words, when they cook up something, vis-a-vis when something drops in their mind. So anytime you are worshipping God or you have gone far, you are praying hard, be hopeful. Learn to always look inwards. That is how to learn. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching the innermost part of the belly. When God wants to talk to you, he lights up your candle. That spirit is the candle of God searching the inward parts. So it's always from within you that the direction will come. It's my prayer. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. We will start having more enlightenment in the mighty name of Jesus. We start having more spiritual intelligence in the mighty name of Jesus. Another way God talks to us is what I call the still small voice. This one is a voice. But it's a very still small voice. God is a lover. When you talk to your lover, you don't yell at your lover. You don't scream at your lover. When you are talking love, when you are fighting now. So at many times, so because God is in love with you, you always come to hear that still, small voice. He told Elijah, he said, I want to talk to you. He said, go up to the mountain. Rise up to the mountain. Mountain is a place of prayer. He said, mount up to the mountain. I want to talk to you. 
And as Elijah got to the mountain, there was this big wind that came. God was not in the wind. First Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 13. And after the wind came, an earthquake that shook the whole place. But God wasn't found in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. Spectacular occurrences. But God wasn't found in the fire. After the fire came a still, small voice. And God came to Elijah in the still, small voice. So if you always look to the spectacular to know the Holy Spirit, many times you will miss the Holy Spirit. If you always look for last matters, until somebody falls, until somebody shakes, if you always look for those spectacular occurrences, it would have gone by and you won't even know. It wasn't in the fire, not in the wind, not in the earthquake. He came to Elijah in the still, small voice. But Elijah was in the mountaintop. So if you want to hear God, you have to learn to shut out distractions. Another way God talks is dreams and visions. Oh, this is very popular. Because we are too dull of hearing. Many times it comes to us in dreams and visions. This is too numerous in the Bible. Three times God spoke to Joseph through dreams. When he wasn't going to get a pregnancy from Mary, the angel came to him in a dream. When Jesus' life was threatened, he was in a dream. So he was being guided in the dreams. And many of us, we have dreams. We wake up, we don't even consider them. And dreams come from three sources. From your mind. Maybe you have too much activity, maybe you are too worried, or maybe you are too anxious. It's very likely when you sleep, you dream your anxiety out. Satan also comes to people in dreams. But you can tell where Satan is working. Because he will always come to steal, to kill, to destroy. Everything that seeks to destroy you in your dream or seeks to kill you in your dream or seeks to harm you, that's Satan. And that's easy to deal with. Just get up and just say no more. Just rebuke the spirit and that's it. But many times, that God factor. God talks too many times in dreams. So dreams, visions, very, very critical. Another way God talks is through his word. And this is actually also very potent. When you study God's word, Many times you see the light beaming out from his word. Oftentimes, a scripture just pops up. At times it describes your scenario. It describes you. But God will always talk after intense prayers. So when you learn to pray, say, Lord, show me the way. And sincerely mean it. And many times, don't be stuck. Don't just think it's dream, 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 dream. No! He may choose to come to you through a message. He may choose to come to you through his word. Many times it's even the word. Which is why you have to learn to read God's word. There are too much treasures in this. Have a plan. Make it a goal. Because that's how God will lead you. Primarily. So God leads through his word. He leads through audible voice. You can hear a voice telling you this the way you go. He also leads through open vision. But these are real occurrences. But the major part is the inward witness. You just know within you. Because you are accustomed to the Spirit of God. Because you are in prayer, you are in fellowship with Him. You are in communion with Him. We don't pray for fun. It also leads through circumstances. Where you keep having short doors against you. Maybe God is telling you, don't go that route. This is the route to go. It's the time to pray. Now, how do we access God? You see, you have to be spiritual. The Bible says, the deep things call to the deep. It says, deep call it unto the deep. You don't see treasures on shallow waters. 
You don't see whales and sharks in shallow waters. It has to be deep. And because God wants you to appreciate him, that's why he's calling you to go deeper. He's telling you to fly higher. Just some more personal prayer from your hand. Just some more Bible reading. Just some adjustments. Because God wants you to appreciate him. As a matter of fact, if you are not in tune, even when he speaks, you can't hear him. Because you are not in tune. So many times the problem is not with God, it's with the receiver. We are the problem. The receiver is the problem. So learn to tune, learn to hear. And one of the problems is also where you keep disobeying God. Part of tuning is that even when you are praying, begin to search your heart. Lord, talk to me. What are you saying? I want to hear your voice. Begin to inquire. Begin to learn to ask questions. Lord, what's the way to go? Which way is it that I must go? Lord, please have mercy upon me. I'm all yours. I'm all yours. Talk to me. I'm eager to hear your voice. I'm desperate for you, Lord. Lord, make a way for me. That inquisition, you have to learn to be asking questions inwardly at times. As you are worshipping God, is the best time. It can just drop something in your spirit. So we have to have a practice of listening. It may not happen overnight, but as you keep on doggedly doing it, diligently seeking him, I can assure you it's a matter of time. When you always disobey him, when you always grieve the Holy Spirit, you always grieve him, you always do your thing, he has to be my thing, it will not come to you now. If it's going to come to you, it's going to come with a warning. So, be obedient to his word, be expectant, be eager. Say, my son, give attention to my words. Say, incline your ears to my sayings. Say, let them not depart from your eyes, for they are life. Say, keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and earth to all their flesh. Say, keep your heart with all diligence. It is from the heart that the issues of life proceed forth. So God speaks to us from the inside out. There's a spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit of God lives in that spirit. The more agreeable you have with the Holy Spirit, the better tuned you become to hear him. And the more separate you have to the Holy Spirit, the more difficult it comes to hearing. Thank you for listening and make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.